You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Today, I'm sitting and chilling with the Horizons Church Lost Creek Campus youth pastor. You know him. You love him. Don Skidmore. <laughs> hey, Josiah. At least I hope you know him. <laughs> oh, thanks for joining us today, Don. My pleasure. Yeah, you know, uh, just just for everyone's awareness, you've been the youth pastor at Horizons for how long now? I came there in 2004. So 14 years. Yeah. 14 years. I was but a child when you came. You were. I was, te- I was 10 years old. With long blowing with hair. Long, man, we don't like to talk about that. That don't belong in the podcast. I'm going to make Zach cut that out. Cut it out. Forget that. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding, of course. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about uh, the importance of youth ministry in the life of the church and uh, how youth ministry contributes to the development of the faith of students. And so to kick things off here, I guess we'll just start with a pretty broad umbrella question. I think especially in today's context, you have a lot of different things competing for the attention of students in particular. Uh, we're talking about you know sports, various extracurricular activities. Uh, when I'm driving to church on Sunday mornings now, I leave at about seven. There are baseball teams right now that are playing, getting ready for baseball games at the parks near my house at seven in the morning on Sunday. (laughs) Like, that's just insane to me. So what importance and role do you think youth ministry has in helping students grow, become uh, healthy, especially in their faith? And and why do you think they should, uh, along with their families, be thinking about being involved in youth ministry, even if it, even if it might cost them in some regard, not all regards, but in some regard with some of those activities that are asking for their attention? Well, that's a great question. And and I hate that that we do live in a time when there's so much competition out there in terms of, you know, ways to spend your time. And many of those ways are good ways. Yeah. Um, so how do you justify encouraging a teen to, to um, make a special effort, you know, mm-hmm. to, to come out on another night to be a part of the youth group? I think a, a good church is going to see uh, teenagers are growing just by taking advantage of the opportunities that they get on a Sunday morning like any other person. Right. But I've noticed that the teens that uh, are faithfully involved in a youth ministry, that it just is so amazing, um, the things that that adds to their life. And when I compare um, the average teen that goes to Sunday morning with the average teen that's plugging into a youth group, and I think this would probably be true of any church that has a, a good service and a good youth group, um, in almost every area of discipleship, yeah, they're doing much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just pick the area you want to talk about, and you see uh, so much depth, yeah. you know, and what students are experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, if they're plugging in and taking advantage of what the church is offering in the youth ministry. Yeah. I definitely found in my own life when I was involved in the youth ministry that alongside of being involved in the weekend services with the main body, so to speak, of the church, that I was being fed in very unique ways and equipped in very unique ways that 
uh, were really helpful to uh, my context and where I was as, you know, a middle school or high school student and uh, dealing uh, with some of the specific questions that I had in that stage of life and having an environment where there were other students who were dealing with those same questions in that stage of life and uh, coming alongside all of all of them in that kind of an environment really shaped and molded me. And there were some really sweet moments that God really, I think, molded and shaped my heart in ways that I think he meant to do that through the the youth ministry. So yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty spot on. What do you think is one of the major misconceptions we deal with when we're talking about youth ministry? Because I think, and I'm, again, I think I'm speaking from my experience too, but nowadays I read a little bit about youth ministries, just, you know, just stay on top of where various church ministries are these days. And I still sometimes get the impression that a lot of people think the youth ministry should just be this like constantly high excitement. Uh, you know, it's not really deep. It's, you know, this, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Um, but I know that when I was involved in the youth ministry, we weren't afraid to try to go to the depths, you know, I mean, both like in theological discussions, in reading and applying scripture, um, in our worship, as a credit to you, you know, you didn't try to sell us short on anything because we were students. I think you saw that we could come alongside and do those kind of things. So as you're looking at it now, what do you think is one of the major misconceptions of youth ministry that is kind of not helpful? Well, I think there are two that are kind of on opposite end of the spectrum. There's uh, one real quickly is um, if parents have their teens in a youth ministry, um, they shouldn't believe that that means, you know, hey, everything's going to be fine. They go to youth yeah. group. You know, the parents still are the primary um, teachers and, you know, nurturers of, of their teen's faith. Right. And I think sometimes people might forget that. You know, we, we help parents. We come alongside and assist yeah. parents in that role. And it's good for them to keep that in mind. Yeah. On the other end of it, though, I think sometimes parents may think that that it's just something that's light and fluffy yeah. and that we spend all of our time eating pizza and playing games. <laughs> yeah. And um, and that's really far from the truth. There may have been a time, I'm sure there was a time, when youth ministry in its infancy decades ago uh, was a lot more like that. You know, we cook hot dogs, we sing Kumbaya, yeah. you know, we, we invite them to a big fun event and we slip in some Jesus. And But I found that over the years that it seems like every decade um, youth ministry gets more and more serious mm-hmm. in terms of what students are exposed to. Yeah, And I can honestly say that, and I, I was a pastor for 13 years, you know, of a church and also worked with the youth group. Right. And then eventually went to uh, full-time youth ministry. And in all of those years, some of the most amazing things that I ever was allowed to be a part of in terms of experiencing God's presence, um, seeing God do amazing things in in people's lives, uh, whether it's worship, prayer, service, in almost every capacity as a Christian, teenagers were the ones experiencing this, you know, as we were leading them and creating environments for them to experience God. I've seen God do things in the lives of young people that I've never seen him do in the lives of adults. Yeah. And uh, so, so we are about doing serious things the sermons that the teens listen to on an average youth meeting night, mm-hmm. uh, it's just serious-minded, tough-minded. And as 
any sermon they may hear in terms of trying to deal with real issues that teens are going through. Right. The worship is intense. We're not singing little kid songs. No. <laughs> um, and uh, sometimes when we have prayer, it's like amazing. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, out of a two-hour youth meeting, we try to spend maybe 20 minutes, 30 if we can, uh, letting the teens uh, hang out with friends uh, in the game room, um, shoot some baskets, maybe mm-hmm. play street hockey, have refreshments. But out of two hours, that's about all that goes to that. Right. You know, we we do worship, we do Bible study, we do prayer, we do uh, message. So yeah, it's serious stuff. And I don't re- I don't think a lot of times parents realize that yeah. that that's what their teens are missing out on. Right. You know, yeah. It's formative stuff. Yeah, and I I do think there, ah, for lack of a better term, I, I do think there is this kind of a purity about students that I mean they they really believe that God might move in their midst and that God can change them that he can shape them that he can re reshape their hearts and that he can do amazing things in through and for them that sometimes I think you know I say this now is you know now I'm married been kind of in the adult world quote unquote for a couple years and uh, sometimes I I overlook that kind of a thing. I don't. It just you know in one year out the other. And I I think there's something about the zeal and passion and purity of a a student, a youth that uh, very admirable, and uh, it makes them a lot of uh, brings a lot of joy. I think in working with them. I was just oh, yeah at your. Uh, I spent just one day visiting uh, the summer camp uh, a couple weeks ago, and absolutely refreshing and. Uh, so uh, enriching to my own soul and spirit. So, you know, just just by the way, the words of reminders, parents, you know, if your kids aren't involved in the youth ministry, they're just, they're missing out. That's just, they're missing out on a good time, formative yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's worth the sacrifice. And I do, I do realize that we're asking uh, people to sacrifice. You know, teens that come on Sunday morning, a lot of times they come because, um, you know, it's what the family does. But the teens that show up on uh, youth meeting night, whatever night that is for a given church, usually they're there because they want to be there. Right. And uh, sometimes they drive themselves or yeah. they badger their parents, I got to go to youth. And sometimes I'll talk to the parents, I'll say, I really appreciate so much you encouraging your teen to be a part of this. And what I hear back so often is they wouldn't miss it yeah. because they're finding something there that is real in terms of an encounter with God and real friendship Mm-hmm. with sometimes what will be lifelong friends. You know that. Yep. And um, and I've even seen students that have, and you're an example of this too, I think, if I remember right, you were even willing to step away from some things you were involved in in yeah. order to devote yourself more fully to serving mm-hmm. um, yeah. in your tour of duty in the youth ministry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's, it is powerful stuff. It is. It is. So on that topic of students and talking about youth ministry and how, we're equipping them and, you know, shaping uh, students to youth ministry. How is it that you think students are equipped to live out the gospel, you know, in their schools, um, you know, in those places where they're, you know, involved in extracurricular activities with their friends? How do you think they're equipped to live out the gospel in unique and different ways as opposed to, you know, say, working class adults or even like I mean, you and me in a pastoral role? How do you, how do you see them uh, uniquely equipped to live out the gospel and its implications? 
Well, they're in a unique situation. Um, probably the greatest mission field that many of them will ever be on is their school campus, their public school campus. Mm-hmm. Um, they say most people that make a decision to follow Christ do so before they walk across their high school platform, you know, to graduate. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's people are wide open more so than ever in terms of time they have, in terms of willingness to try new things. And so it's just, it's a great time for students to take advantage of an opportunity to reach people they already care about and they're with every day. Right. And I remember in my own life, and that's why I'm so passionate about this, that I was going through a lot of stuff in my senior year, mm-hmm. uh, junior, senior year. I was in a lot of trouble. I thought I was having a great time. Uh, but then, <laughs> you know, things really fell apart and I was yeah. going through a lot of this alone. I didn't have a church, a youth pastor. My mom was always telling me, you know, go to church, but I wanted no part of it. But then God revealed to me that Jesus is the way to eternal life. Mm -hmm. You know, he was trying to get me to accept him during my senior year. And at the time I thought, no, you know, maybe he'll give me a chance later. But right now I'm just like, you know, hoping he'll give me a chance (laughs) later, but I'm not ready to give (laughs) up the drugs and all that. Okay. Well, I found out later when I became a Christian that I had a great opportunity to reach uh, my friends, and I said no to that. And so I try to impress that upon students. You know, we spend a lot of time teaching them things that they can use immediately, you know, yeah. um, in terms of witnessing to their friends, in terms of standing up to peer pressure, uh, being honest with doubts they may have. And one of the ways that uh, that's accomplished, not just through our teaching and our creating environments where they can encounter God, literally encounter Him, but um, it's through the leaders that feel called to come and stand alongside teens and help them. Teens get to trust you because you've been in their life for a while. You know, they're liable to come up to you and talk to you about how that, you know, they're, they're thinking about taking their own life yeah. or they're really struggling with a particular sin or, um, you know, they've been in a relationship and it's, uh, they've got regrets and they, they need help. You know, I mean, there's... There's so many things that open up whenever you have that relationship with quality youth leaders. And we've got some amazing youth leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's some of the ways. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have an opportunity to bring friends to an Mm -hmm. environment that usually the friends come and they say, I enjoyed this. Yeah. And so they may decide they want to investigate. Like I heard a girl say recently, you know, I'm not sure if God exists, but I'm I'm checking it out. Mm -hmm. And she's checking it out in a place where... She's been exposed right. you know, to God's presence and, and truths she's never heard of before and yeah. people who are trying to honestly be, you know, followers of Christ. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm thinking even of a story. I have a, a friend who is now a, uh, she works full-time with Crew, which is Campus Crusade for Christ. So she's out now, she's out in California ministering to students, college students in this very hostile to Christianity kind of a an environment. I think that's fair to say. And she came to faith in Christ at a pre-youth meeting prayer time, like a half an hour we met. There was a while there when I was um, in youth when we'd meet for like half an hour before our youth nights for prayer for half an hour. And she, one of her friends invited her to that. Like, you know, you don't think that's the kind of thing to invite your friend to. Like, oh, we're going to sit and, you know, pray together for half an hour. But she came to that and Christ got a hold of her. So uh, I, rem- I remember that, that night. Yeah. I, I led her in the prayer for salvation. And uh, 
I didn't know till later because she came back just this, I think, last year and yeah. shared with the youth group. Mm-hmm. Here's what I was going through during that time. She was in a bad place. And thankfully, one friend said, why don't you come with me yeah. to church and to youth group? And um, that prayer meeting you were talking about, mm-hmm. that's an example of how, I mean, man, it was just a, a little group of teenagers praying, but God was showing up. Yeah, I mean, we were changed. We'd go out of there for a couple of days. We were like still like... Yeah, feeling the effects of that prayer. Mm-hmm. That's that's teenagers. Yeah, not playing around, man. I know. <laughs> this ain't just a pizza and hot dog show. It's <laughs> oh, awesome. You know, uh, I, I do think it would be interesting to hear some of the lessons you have, in particular, learned as a youth pastor, not just for the past fourteen years at Horizons, but I think just in your time working with youth in general. What are some particular things you think you've learned working with youth that you might not have learned in other situations or scenarios? Well, I've learned that teenagers are a lot more open to um, adults um, inviting them to come along and learn about God. When I first started doing youth ministry, because I I was trained to be a pastor or missionary, I didn't take one youth course in my whole (laughs) college career. Um, when I began to work with them, the, the mantra everybody was, oh, I can't get teenagers to come to church anymore. And I was finding that if you ask them, <laughs> they come. They're there. It's like, yeah, uh, we, we were picking up kids, giving them rides to church. And uh, they were, there was a great willingness to come and learn about God with their peers. And uh, so that, that was an eye-opener to me, just how willing students were, how open they are. Sometimes I hear people say, oh, thank God for what you do. I could never do that. And I'm like, you know what? If you got to know these teenagers, they are amazing. Yeah. They are so, and it's like they're so much more open to our input than what maybe we might think. And so sometimes we scare ourselves out Mm. of stepping up and doing some very meaningful, enjoyable ministry because we're just afraid. We don't, Mm. we think there's no way that they would, uh, you know, relate to some, uh, somebody as old as I am or as uncool (laughs) as I may be or, or whatever. That was one thing I learned. Another thing I learned was, uh, just how much God desires apparently to, um, relate with teenagers. When mm-hmm. we go away to these summer camps and, and fall retreats especially, I'm telling you, I see God meet us there. You know, we try to have fun and all that, but it's all about his presence and he knows that. Yeah. And whenever I see kids uh, come back from camp, or when I watch them there at camp encountering God and just, it's like, there's nothing we do to deserve that. There's nothing yeah. that we do to create that in any way beyond just saying, God, we're here for you. And for him to show up like he does, I mean, to manifest his presence in ways that are tangible, that are life-changing, that are undeniable, that that really was an amazing thing to discover about God, that he's all about reaching the next generation now. And um, he apparently loves it. Yeah, He just loves teens. Mm-hmm. And they are open. They will chase after him. So, I mean, those are a couple things that I learned, and uh, I think anyone else would learn those, too. If yeah. they were willing, if they feel a call to get involved with youth ministry, man, you should do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And we got a fall retreat is going to mm-hmm. be coming up here, I guess, yep. soon, November right? the 16th. November the 16th. Everybody put that down on your calendars. If you got students or if you're looking to get involved in helping out with ministry, there's an opportunity. Yep. So, final question here as we're wrapping up. 
what is your biggest hope for the upcoming next generation of students? I think we're in a place right now, at least our youth group at Lost Creek in particular, where we're kind of big movement of new students. A lot of middle schoolers. Yeah. Um, so what's your biggest hope for them? Well, I, I think I've learned the past couple of years that it would be a real mistake to assume that incoming generations are going to do things the same way past generations did, that what worked before will just automatically work best uh, next. And um, I mean, God is at work all the time in the upcoming generations, and Satan is also at work <laughs> in the upcoming generations. So the scene changes. I think too many times we just assume as leaders that, wow, well, it worked great for Josiah's time in the youth group, so it'll work great for his youngest brother's time in the youth group. And it's yeah. like, that's just not always true. Right. And so I would hope that youth leaders out there would, would stop and think and pray before they just try to slap everybody in the same mold. And I would hope that um, we would find those ways of relating to teens that are coming up through the ranks in the areas that they really need yeah. and they really respond to. And then my hope for the church is, is the church would um, not continue to create the same mistakes that we see decade after decade after decade. And that's where the church basically says, you all just get in line and fit in. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's why so many times I think young people leave the church is because they have this sense that if they discover something, if they respond in a certain way, but it's not the way that the, um, maybe the older folks are, mm -hmm. that, um, you know, they're kind of shut down. And I think we always, I think our gen, my generation kind of felt like, oh, we don't want to do that. We, we know what that's <laughs> like, but yet we, we end up doing it too, and we don't even realize it. So it's just got to be a real openness going forward to what is God doing now in this generation, and how can they be a part of the big picture of of the church family together. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Yeah. That's a big question. That's uh, and that's a pretty, got a lot of ramifications on that one for, uh, not just for the next generation of students, but for uh, the whole church, at least in the West in particular. So right there with you, man. Well, Don, thank you so much for that thoughtful uh, conversation and for uh, taking time out of your day to spend with us. And to help out the folks that are uh, listening here, give them some good good stuff to think about and uh, the youth ministry and all that fun stuff. So that wraps it up for us. If you have any questions, maybe you want Don to come and talk about his other passion, meteorites. <laughs> I almost <laughs> brought one today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don't well, get people, me started on that. You, you got questions for Dawn about that, you can send them to podcast at horizonschurch.net and maybe we'll uh, we'll fit that onto a podcast one of these days. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.